Welcome to Breakthrough, the podcast that helps you to get unstuck, move forward, move on, and finally break through to that next level that you have been looking for. I'm Mickey Ruthman, transformational breakthrough coach, speaker, and author, and your host right here on the Breakthrough Podcast. So get ready to break the barriers and break the limitations, and let's dive right on into this week's episode of Breakthrough. Hello there beautiful souls and welcome back to the Breakthrough Podcast. As always, it is super awesome and amazing being right here with you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. And this week is quite a special week because, you know, I looked at some of the questions that I get from you guys and some of the topics that come up quite often, not just on the podcast, but in my coaching industry as well. And I've lined up some amazing interviews with real change agents and key experts in a variety of topics and fields to really add value to you guys, to bring some more value to the podcast. And today is the first interview in that series of interviews that I have got lined up for you guys. So stay tuned for that. Now, in my line of business, I really have the privilege of meeting some super amazing and really inspirational people who are doing some amazing things in the world. And today is no exception. Now, today's guest, I actually met a couple of years ago when I was a finalist for the Woman Entrepreneur of the Year Award of Woman of Stature. And I was so happy to hear. And it's so well deserved. She is up for that exact same award this year as well. But on top of that, guys, she's an award-winning jeweler, a successful entrepreneur, a wife and a mother, and she's also the first Asian woman to be invited and appointed to the board of the exclusive Diamond Dealers Club. She is not a mountain climber, but she has climbed Kilimanjaro twice already, and she's currently preparing to climb Everest later on this year, all for a very worthy cause, which you'll find out a little bit more about in today's episode. And it is really my absolute honor to welcome Angela Jung to the Breakthrough Podcast today. Welcome, Angela. How are you? I'm good, thanks. Thank you for having me. Fantastic. You've been a busy bee, I see. Yeah, always busy. <laughs> Adding more and more to the buyer. That's fantastic. But uh, what is your secret? I mean, how are you managing it all? You're a mom, you're an entrepreneur, you're doing stuff for charity, you're climbing mountains in between somewhere. How are you sort of managing all of this stuff? You know, it's not easy, but trying to balance my life all the time and time management is very important. And just knowing each time what is my goal and try to attack it. And, and especially has to be really looking after myself so I can actually go out there and give more. That is more important as, as a self-care. And if your cup is full, you can act, always increase your capacity of giving other people at the same time. Mm, absolutely. Does it make sense? Absolutely. How does your family feel about you taking on mountains, by the way? At the, at the first time, they were so worried about it. And we, I even have to go and rewrite my will. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you see, that's the first thing that comes to mind for me as well as all the bad stuff you've seen about people not making it back from that mountain. So. <laughs> yeah, people don't understand how much we actually give. 
<laughs> That's funny. Uh, so tell me, Angela, we, we spoke a little bit now about you climbing Kilimanjaro and your next one that you want to do is Everest. But tell us a little bit about sort of how did it come about? How does an average Joe decide, I am not a mountain climber, but I'm not just taking on a mountain. I'm taking on two of the biggest ones on this planet. So how did all of this happen and why did you do it? Okay. Um, I just want to go back a little bit from my childhood. And maybe you don't even know that I never actually told you about. Um, my, my mom is Japanese. My dad is Chinese. So it's very unheard of. In, we're talking about 40, 50 years ago mm-hmm. to have this kind of marriage. And I'm like um, a child from a Romeo and Juliet. Mm-hmm. And, and because Japanese was classified as white and, and Chinese is classified as a black those days. And I'm like a child of colored. Mm-hmm. And because my mom has to overcome a lot of different the culture differences, when I was only three years old, she left me and my dad um, without even saying goodbye. So that abandonment of my childhood was actually a lot um, a scarring on me. And I actually only saw her two years ago for the first time after 30 years. Okay, yeah, so it, it took me like, it took me 30 years actually to look for her. And it was two years ago I met her for the first time. Then I said to myself, and of course I also have the opportunity to meet the CEO of um, Imbumba Foundations. And he told me about climbing Kilimanjaro um, for fundraising for Track for Mandela. And the money goes to caring for girls. And of course, I find out more about it and understand the need of the girls. They cannot go to school without the sanitary towels. They're actually using like newspaper or tissue papers um, because they don't want to tell people about they cannot afford the sanitary towels. And I said to him, how did I start? And he says, no, you need to start training if you want to go to climb Kili with us. And I thought, no way, this is not going to happen. But, you know, just having people around you can, can also encourage you when they decide this is something they want to do. And you can always overcome any obstacle. Then I start training, like doing Westcliff stairs. There's 250 stairs. I will, in a weekend, I'll go there and go up and down, up and down for, for 10 times and go for a different hike to, you know, you need to train your men mental, spiritual, and physically be ready for this climb because it could be very dramatic when we go up. The first time I have no idea what I'm actually going for, but, um, but just to get ready for it, it was, it was something exciting at the same time, very worried. And that's it. That's how I started, you know? Yeah. And you, did, you obviously didn't stop there. So tell me about your first experience when you, so you did your training. Um, obviously, a whole lot of mental stuff came up for you. I just mentioned that even I'm too scared to do that because of the stuff we kind of read in the media about doing something like climbing Kilimanjaro. But sort of just on a mental level, how did you, how did you overcome the fears you had or the physical um, 
obstacles kind of that you faced on your journey to preparing yourself for this first time? Yeah, it was really, really scary because, of course, we don't know how, how you're going to feel because different people will react on um, altitude differently. And for us, we, we have to keep training ourselves to drink water. There was, that is one, one step. And another, another thing is we have to know exactly what is the reason that we are there for. So we have to find out what is your why, why you want to do this. And during the time when we were, the last day of summit is one of the, the biggest, um, I should say the biggest horror we could actually even face because we almost walked almost 20 hours straight. And from, from the night of summit, you don't even see anything in front of you. All you see is that touch light in front of you and the person in front of you. Jeez. The wind was blowing all the time and people was vomiting and, you know, it's, it could get really, really sick. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, I was really just hacked down and I'm really reminding myself, the reason I'm climbing this is for the girls that I care for. And yeah, when you have a reason that that's, you're not going to back off and also, the first time I actually forgot my sunglasses. And when we get to the summit, the glazier can actually hurt your eyes. So almost get to the summit, I have to actually have to go back because I've, I didn't have my sunglasses. Wow. But all this it was a lot of mental and physical. Of course, my physical is a lot of my toenails came out because of the training as well. Wow, and I was my nose was bleeding uh, uh, most of the time. Actually, when I get to the get to the mountain, the start from the third day, I uh, my nose start bleeding. So it was quite uh, uh, the first time was really dramatic, mm. Mm. and the second time, uh, two thousand and nineteen, and I said to myself, I cannot not finish something if I started. Mm. So that's the reason I go back. It seems like I know that is a, how, what am I going to go, what am I actually put myself up for? Mm -hmm. But actually not because you can never predict anything around the nature. Yes. Everything can come up. It was so, the second time going back was even worse. Um, It was very windy. The, the summer day, it's long. And you say to yourself, Angela, what are you doing to yourself? You know, what are you doing to yourself? You, you know, those questions that keep coming into your mind. But when I remember the, the time when I give out the sanitary towels, and I say to myself, this is what I want. This is what I'm climbing for. And, and yeah, it, it, was, it was really cathartic as well at the same time. Mm. Were there, were there ever times that you sort of entertained the thought of you want to give up either during the training for this or perhaps during the first parts of the climb as you went up? Were you ever like, damn, what am I doing? I don't want to do this anymore when your body especially wants to give in. Exactly. The first time was especially the first time because a lot of doubt because we even like a lot, some of the people 
in our group um, previously, they actually passed away on the summer day. And uh, um, my, my family was very, very worried about it. And that was one thing that I was, I think that was, that was one thing that I would back off. But just to, to my character, I just don't like, if I start something, I would have to make sure that I will finish and complete the task for myself. That, that helped me a lot because you just climbing one month and after the month, next month, and not physically and also mentally. Mm. Mm. Absolutely. And uh, did you, uh, how old is your, your kids? They're still young? She's, she's 18 now. Okay, so she, she understood what was going on. Um, how did your, your family support you? And knowing obviously you as a person, you're, you're quite a, a strong lady. I know you personally as someone who's quite strong as well. Um, how did they support you in this? Obviously, they were a bit scared, like you mentioned earlier on, but how, how were they in this? How did they actually form your support, your cheerleaders, even though they were a bit scared, perhaps? Yes. Um, so when I went for the West Cliff Speeds and I would ask them, would you like to come with me? At least that you know what the training is about. And they were happy to come and just do some training with me on the weekend. And another thing is about the fundraising. It's so much fundraising that needs to be done because we wanted to get the most out of this climb. And we have events and they will come and help me to so my husband will actually come and help me to serve and and look after the drinks you know and my daughter we also trying to help whatever she could it was it was something that also not just for for me but for us as a family that we can do things for one another that's something it's it's really benefiting for us it's awesome and I mean, if you look at these young ladies that you did this for, um, mm. obviously you spoke earlier on about your upbringing as well. So you know what it's like not to have a mother or a parent present, which I presume is also the case for some of these young girls. What would you tell someone like that? So if, if they didn't have family support, you don't have people supporting you and cheering you on, sort of what would your advice be to someone like that? How to push forward in life and create the life you want without that support. You know, it's, I always tell them it's important to see every winter that is always going to be turning to back to spring. That is having hope and not giving up. And like some of the parents that I actually visit when I was in Bojabello, giving out the sanitary towels, and they says to me, Angela, you have no idea what you did for us because I adopt a lot of girls in my family and I cannot give them all, everybody, sanitary towels. Yeah. Um, so out there, people are actually also helping and, and nurturing the next generations. That's fantastic to hear because, mm. you know, I often say to people when I, when I hear, especially now in the, in the news, the last couple of weeks, for instance, there was a whole bunch of stuff about stuff that's been happening in schools. I mean, kids are killing each other. They're uh, raping each other. They're killing teachers. It's, it's, it looks like it's really 
a bad situation at the moment. And I think it was Mr. Lesufi uh, from the Department of Education that did a speech eventually. And he said, we call on divine intervention to save our kids. And, you know, when I heard that, I kind of thought to myself, we're the ones who have to save these kids. We're the generation that's bringing them up. And it really is key that they have adult mentors, people they can look up to. And you're definitely one of them. I mean, these girls look at you, who's a mom, and <laughs> when they meet you in person, you're a tiny person as well. So, you know, just someone who can, can do something you know, like this. Nikki, you know, it's actually really inspiring when we actually go to the school. And I told them, you know, I actually grew up in Bloemfontein, and this is around the corner. My parents used to work in a factory there. Mm -hmm. And I told him, you know, that is the reason I come back and choose your school because out of a lot of, we're talking about thousands of schools, but I, why did I go back to where I come from and, and tell them, you know, this is the reason I come back to you because this is where I come from. And, and they, I could really see they, they, they understood that I was there for them. And that human connection, it's, it's priceless. Absolutely. Super important. Mm -hmm. And it's, you know, what I like about this, this project is it's not just about the physical stuff that you're giving, the, the sanitary pads. It's really mm. giving a young girl her humanity back. Her, her, yes. You know, us as girls, we understand what it's like. You know, it's, it's not something we can hide. It's not something we should even be ashamed of. We were made that way. But it really is giving them that humanity back and the care and the just just seeing that somebody out there actually cares about the little things right mm. it is so important and we only honestly we only do so much like uh, there is so much more that we need to do absolutely i fully agree and mm. it's it's really awesome to see how there are a couple of grown-ups who realize we, sh we shouldn't be leaving it up to the teachers <laughs> and the schools and the kids themselves to try and figure things out. We need to step up. We need to step up and help the next generation. We need to pull them up with us. Mm. It's so important. Absolutely. So you spoke a little bit earlier on about self-care, for instance, mm. being one of the things that helped you to prepare for this and that actually helps you on a daily basis to cope with everything that you're busy with. Mm. So what would you tell our listeners about what is your favorite daily practices to kind of just keep your mindset in check and sort of manage life because life happens on a daily basis. How do you build mind stamina on a daily basis? So of course I have my own religion. I'm a, I'm a Buddhist every day and every night that I do chanting um, at least half an hour. And to me um, it's just really put myself in line my my mind my spiritual and my physical all in line mm -hmm. so um, that really helped me a lot so i can write down what is my goal for today and what am i going to do and a lot of gratitude and in my in in daily life daily so that that's something that actually keep me going Okay, so just in terms of um, the chanting you spoke about, for those who don't know what it is, can you talk a little bit about that? Tell us what it entails and sort of what's the benefit of doing that? That is actually really um, to connect myself, my soul to the universe because we are part of the universe and we chant the phrase, 
Nam Myoho Renge Kyo. And, and that is like the, we devote, I devote my life to the mystic law of the universe. That's how uh, we, we chant. And, and just, you know, because every day we're so busy, right? We are, you know, our mind is always, always going up and down and, and it's this constant battle. But do we actually sit down and just look into yourself? Mm. I, that, that is something that I think, of course, people, some people would do meditations and, you know, that many different way of doing, mm. um, doing self-care. But to me, that really is something that helped me a lot through this whole journey. Yeah. You know what I love about that is um, I think religion has kind of put labels on stuff which mm. keeps a lot of us from certain practices because of the labels we've put on it or the religion that it's kind of tied to. But I mean, just in your description of, of what it is you do, that's meditation, that's prayer. So it's, it's mm. the same kind of thing. It's just got a different name to it, right? Yes, exactly. Yeah. Same effects as well, which is beautiful. It's about connection, yeah. connecting and, and just getting still. Mm. That's important. That's fantastic. Right. So before we go, Angela, one last thing, I want you to just give our listeners a little bit of advice. What would your, your number one most powerful thing be that you can tell someone today that is facing their own Kilimanjaro? How do they climb their Kilimanjaro or their Everest that is now, right? Mm. How do they do that? And, you know, nothing is impossible. The word itself, it says, I am possible. That always, when, when I face any difficulty, that is the phrase is going into my mind and saying to me, no, you can't do it. That can be possible. Love it. That's awesome. Thank you so much, Angela, for your time and for your inspiration and everything you're doing. Uh, just please tell our listeners, if they want to get a hold of you or they want to know more about this next climb and how they can get involved in the project so busy with, where can they get a hold of you? Yes. Um, my, my Instagram is called Impilo. It's I-M-P-I-L-O. And my Facebook, it's Angela Jung, my name. And also my Twitter is also Angela Jung. So they can always follow uh, my journey as going to Albris. We're going to Russia this year to climb the highest mountain of Russia. And that's going to be uh, continuously another seven summit that I'm actually challenging myself and putting it out there. Oh, wow. What's the, what's mm -hmm. the difference in the two between Kilimanjaro and Everest? What's the biggest difference? Albris, <laughs> Albris is actually a little bit lower than, um, than Kilimanjaro, but the, we're talking about more technical climbing so it's like a it's like climbing with um on the snow wow so that is um that's going to be a different climb for compared to kili okay wow yes. angela good luck we're rooting <laughs> you from this side and I really do hope that our listeners get in touch. Guys, I will leave Angela's details for you all in the show notes as well so you can connect with her. Please do get involved with this cause. She's not just amazing. It's an amazing cause to get involved with. And guys, I really hope you go out there and climb your 
Everest, just like this young lady did, who's so amazing. Angela, thanks for being here. And I hope I see you again soon. Thank you so much, Miki. What an amazing woman, guys. Thank you so much again, Angela, for joining me on the show and sharing your wisdom, sharing your journey, climbing Kilimanjaro. And we wish you all the best with your next endeavor. Just as a quick side note on this episode, guys, you may have heard me speak about Mount Everest a couple of times in this episode. And only after we recorded, both Angela and I realized that we were so super excited to chat to one another and we were having so much fun that I didn't pick up that she was saying Mount Alvarez and I was saying Mount Everest. So just to clarify, guys, it is not Everest, but Mount Alvarez in Russia that she'll be climbing later on this year. So guys, I hope that you learned a lot from Angela about how to just climb your own Kilimanjaro, your own Everest, whatever your mountain is that is in front of you, that this has helped you to really get headstrong about that, build mind stamina. And as, as Angela also mentioned, your why is really with anything in life that you take on. Your why is really what will propel you forward and help you to break through whenever you feel like it's getting too much or you can't do this anymore or whatever else is going through your mind. So make sure that you have a solid why behind the stuff that you take on and the goals that you want to reach. So that's it for this week's episode of Breakthrough, guys. I have left Angela Jung's details in the notes for you as well, the show notes. So do connect with her on social media. Get involved with this cause. As you heard, it's a truly amazing cause that they are doing this for. And if that is resonating with you and on your heart, please do connect with her, get in touch and get involved. And as always, guys, I uh, would love to hear some of your feedback on this episode. Just what were your aha moments, your takeaways. And if you love this episode, please do share it with somebody else that you feel would get some value out of this as well. I love hearing back from you. So please do leave me either a note right here on the podcast. Just do a short review. And uh, what you can also do is to just tag me in a post on Instagram. Just take a screenshot of you listening to the podcast. I'd love to hear back from all of you. And if you have someone or something that you want to chat about that you feel would be of value to the listeners on the Breakthrough Podcast, do get in touch with my team at admin at mickeyruthman.com. Simply put in the subject line podcast and I will leave those details for you guys in the show notes as well. But that is it for this week's episode of Breakthrough. As always, I'm playing out with a song that just has meaning to me or just something that I really enjoy. I absolutely love music and I hope you're going to enjoy it with me. And I will see you again right here next week on the Breakthrough Podcast.
feel it burn when you're not down But let the fire be your crown Come on, come on, come on, come on Come on, come on, come on, come on Go and claim your kingdom 